Hello folks, this is Jason here, and thanks for tuning in to the Santa Banter Podcast. A quick message before we start the episode. The last thing we want is to ruin the Christmas magic for any children out there. We will be discussing some of the -the behind-the-scenes aspects of the Christmas season, so it may not be best for little ears to hear. Parents, we do encourage you to listen though. You might learn a tip or two about making the most wonderful time of year a little more magical. Anyway, on with the episode. And welcome welcome to to Santa Banter. Banter podcast for those who love to get dressed up in the big red suit. Hi, my name's Santa Jason. And I am Santa Dave. And welcome to episode three of Santa Banter. This is Santa recognising special needs. Santa Dave, welcome aboard. How you been? Oh, very good. Thank you. I, I, um, you know what? Like it's, it's COVID obviously is the big talk at the moment. Um, and I, I know that it's really difficult. A lot of people are struggling to keep positive, but um, I think uh, I think you know, given that all that's happening in the world right now, I think you know, being on board about this podcast and talking about Santa really keeps me positive, and it's something that I look forward to each week. So um, yeah, I, I think keeping positive is the key to to this COVID thing. And yeah, I mean, how how are you going, Santa Jason? Are you coping all right with COVID and everything that's going on? Yeah, it's a wild week and there's, it seems that every week throws up a new challenge. So been uh, rolling with the punches and um, it's been good having a project like this to kind of work on along the side and keep myself busy in between work and, you know, sitting at home, not being able to do the regular stuff. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it's winter because hot chocolate and uh, sitting inside with a heater on is probably all I feel like doing anyway. So uh, it's perfect. Just, just that excuse to just lay on the couch with the blanket, you know, watch some movies, play some PlayStation. Oh, I picked yeah. up some marshmallows yesterday, which was a treat I haven't had in a while. So, uh, oh, yum. you just need um, a fire now. Oh, I'll just, just burn them. some, uh, burn some old papers and some whatnot in the lounge room and see if, uh, <laughs> see how far I get. Um, but yeah, today's a yeah. special episode, isn't it, Dave? It's episode, th- well, episode three, and uh, we've got a yep. special guest. We do have a special guest. Um, Santa Bruce is our special guest today, and he's, I've known Santa Bruce for a few years now. Uh, originally, I think we met four or five years ago when I was managing all the Santa sets, and then uh, the year after that, I, um, I became a Santa with Bruce um, at, the, at the set that we were both working at, and he was a bit of a mentor to me. Um, he's one of the most fantastic Santas I've ever um, had the opportunity to work with. He's brilliant, and he is a, a, just a genius and an expert in, uh, in, in what I believe, um, in working with special needs as well. So really excited to have him on board. Santa Bruce, how are you going? I'm going well, thank you, and thanks for having me on. Brilliant. Now you've been a Santa for a long time. Uh, tell us how you got into being a Santa and, and why you're still doing it today. I got into being a Santa because I saw an ad in the paper when I was uh, at school and all my mates were going up picking cherries and that sort of thing. Then I thought, I don't want to be doing that. I'll <laughs> go and answer this ad as Santa. And I got uh, a job when Eastland first opened. Whoa. So, how long uh, ago was that, been, mate? Um, it's about 50 years ago. Wow. How old old were you then? I was about 19. 19. Wow. So, I mean, it's funny that you say this because last week, I think Jason and I were having a conversation about 
maybe me one day becoming the longest running Santa, but I, <laughs> I don't think I can beat 50 years. You know, I, I started maybe two or three years too late, possibly. No, no. keep trying. You'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Incredible. So the, um, it, it is incredible. And we're so, we're so thankful to have you on board today. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about today. So uh, Jason, what, what do you want to start off with? Well, there's the, the topic we want to talk about is um, special needs because there's a lot of children and adults that, that come to visit Santa in the holiday season at Christmas that um, need a little bit of extra assistance when they, when they come. It's still as exciting for them as for anybody else, but um, there's a whole range of different things to consider. So we thought, Bruce, you've been around for 50 years, but also you've got a bit of external experience to uh, sure. kids with special needs than, than just being Santa. Exactly right. Um, I've worked with kids with special needs for, uh, for a long time because I've, uh, I've got children and I've got grandchildren and uh, been associated in that area for a long time. And you made a valid point there where it's not only the children with special needs, sometimes their parents have got special needs. Mm. And it's very important that you recognise those parents and include them in the, in the Santa experience um, instead of them staying back. And um, depending on what their ability is and all that sort of thing, disability is, um, make sure that you include them in, in the experience that you're giving to not only the child but the whole family. Mm. What's just, point. just to get us going before we start unpacking it a little bit more, have you got a great example a great story of that during your santa time where um you've got a, a family like you mentioned that either has one or multiple um members that have yeah. special needs that that needed some extra assistance in that sure. time and, and how you unpacked it okay well look there's a whole lot of different special needs and one of the most special people that i've had come to visit me was a baby that was brought out of hospital to come and see santa and uh, it was just a little baby and she had a little oxygen tube around her nose and her parents brought her in. But this baby was in palliative care and this was going to be their one and only Santa experience that they could get a photo with their child. Mm. Now, that brought tears to poor old mm. Santa's eyes, mm. but it was just such a special experience to be chosen to give that experience to that child and that family which was going to be very special for years and years and years to come, was one of the most memorable um, experiences that I've had. Wow. Wow, that couldn't be really touching. And, I mean, I'm a bit interested to see how you coped with it because I know that when I've had hard situations as Santa, sometimes I need to take a breather. Mm. Um, I mean, did you, did you get a bit of a break after that just to kind of process and just... Um, you know, just kind of reflect sure. on it a little bit? You, um, you work very hard. During a sensitive Santa time or a special Santa time, um, you work very hard on creating the experience and, and being the Santa that these people have come to see. And not only being that, but being extra special towards that family and giving them an experience that they'll never forget. Afterwards, though, it can be draining on Santas. And, mm. and you're very uh, right, David, where... Afterwards, you might need to take a drink, get up, go for a little walk, maybe find a little corner somewhere and wipe <laughs> your eyes and, and, mm. uh, and, and come back and, and, and start all over again because the next experience you have will be a totally different experience to that. And that's one of the joys with working with 
children with um, with disabilities and things like that. That no two of them are really the same, mm. and they don't all queue up, uh, uh, and and you don't treat them all the same one after the other. You've got to look and see what this child's looking for or what this child can experience because it doesn't always look like they're with you and talking to you and things like that. Children with autism, for instance, they may not talk to you, they may not look at you, they may not um, interact with you, but you're still trying to give them an experience that they can mm -hmm. go away and in their mind somewhere there'll be their experience with visiting Santa. So you've just got to cope with... Um, cope with the because they're not talking backwards and forwards to you and mm. and things like that you're still giving them that experience and you've got to keep the the character up at all times just trying to interact talking to the parents talking to the siblings including the siblings in the in the conversation because sometimes these people don't come in with one child they might come in with two or three children Mm -hmm. And maybe one of them's got special needs, but you still have to include the others as well. Yeah, you you make a good point there. I mean, you mentioned there obviously autism, um, autistic children that come through, and, and children on the spectrum. I mean, sometimes children have you know a diverse range of, of special needs. What are some some of the common ones that you see quite often, Santa Bruce? All right, um, deaf deaf children or deaf parents. Um, you can usually pick it up because they might come into a special needs session. They might just be in the line with everyone else and come through, uh, come through naturally. But if you keep your, your ears open and your eyes open, you can look at the queue and work out that maybe this family's, uh, for instance, signing with the Auslan or something in the queue. Mm. And so that you know that when, you, when they come up to you, that you're going to have to make a special effort to communicate with them. Now, if you've got a, a real beard, then it's not as hard that, uh, mm. than if you've got a, an artificial beard to communicate with these kids so, and, the, and the families. So um, yes, yeah. they've got to make an effort and um, learn, that, learn the hand signs for Merry Christmas and, uh, you, know, have a, you know, thank you and all that sort of thing. If you learn those couple of hand signs, then they know that you're talking to them yeah and um through their siblings and that they can work out what you've actually been saying where's you, you make a really good point there because um i mean for example when we've got the fake beard on you you know there's no lip reading can happen at all and so lips. it might be yeah. really important for santas to learn auslan which is the australian sign language language um, you know, of course, international centres will want to learn their local sign language as well. I think that's a really important thing and something that I hadn't considered. Um, but I think this year that's absolutely something on my list to do is just to mm. learn a bit of Auslan, specifically relating to Christmas. For those, those. So all you have to do is wave because that's uh, merry. Mm -hmm. And with your hand on your beard, just go down your beard a couple of times and that's Christmas. So it's a bit merry. <laughs> Christmas. It's hard on audio. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, we're all doing it here over the video, but it's at home. It's it's obviously a very easy action, though, the way you've described it. Um, it is. But it's very straightforward. What's a great resource for Santas at home to be able to brush up on uh, on their Auslan to kind of pick on their up? Auslan? Yeah. Is there a, Look, a, a, like some good dictionaries? There are websites or and things like yeah, there are websites and things like that, but it's very hard to learn off a website. 
if you at your Santa training, if you if you're going to be a Santa, ask at the training, and they should be able to to tell you. We're trying to um, get around just a couple of signs mm. that can say, you know, Merry Christmas and thank you, um, so that uh, most Santas can learn it. And the thrill it gives to the child or to the child's parents who might be deaf, um, they say, Oh, look, Santa knows Ausland. But don't mm. get into a conversation because you don't know what's <laughs> that. The, the next thing to know. learn is I only speak a little bit or like that's yeah, the that's, next that's sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you, can, you can bluff your way through that. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've touched on, you touched on autism as well and um, yeah. hearing. Um, what are some other common ones There's, you'll come across? Okay. We've had visual, visual impairment. So children that uh, have either got a little bit of sight or no sight at all um, can come in and talk to Santa and things like that. So you just got to keep talking to them and describe things and they might want to hold your hand and that's great. And then you can tell them, here's the fluff on my, on my wrists, for instance, so that mm. they can feel the fluff on, on Santa's coat and feel the velvet texture of the coat. Maybe they want to feel the beard so that they can say, here's Santa's whiskers. But you have to talk to them and um, uh, give them a visual picture of, of what you're sitting on. We're sitting here on a great big throne and there are presents around us and things like that. Um, but keep it all gentle and soft um, and don't talk down to them, just talk to them. There's nothing worse than someone who's got a disability and there's people talking down to them um, and, and calling out loud because everyone that's in a wheelchair has obviously got a hearing problem as well. It's not true. It's not true at all. So just be gentle, talk to them, get down on their same level, um, try and feel what they're seeing. Um, if there's other disabilities such, um, such as uh, physical disabilities, for instance, um, where children can't communicate with you, but they, you can see the smile on their face when they see Santa and things like that. Hold their hand. Um, you, you can talk to them. They might be able to understand. You don't know, but they might be able to understand you and you can't mm. understand them. So you just talk to them normally and hold their hand and, and say Merry Christmas to them and what would you like for Christmas and all that sort of thing. Just be one-on-one -on -one with them. Keep the noise around you down. If you can, keep the lights down in a special session. They turn all the lights down and mm. just be gentle. That's the whole thing. Just be gentle and imagine what they're seeing. And working with the other staff as well, I think, is really important. Um, I, I've got an example. Last year I had a, a child come through that didn't have um, you know, sight, didn't, couldn't see visually, and um, very scared because there was a lot of noise in the center. And this is during a sensitive center where the noise is supposed to be quiet. And um, I think the staff running around and, and um, cause you know, often like as a Santa, I, I didn't, I'd never experienced that before. So I was learning on the spot, but also the staff are too. And I think just uh, communicating with the staff and the parents and the parents will know what's best as well. And they'll, they'll help along and, um, but yeah, this child was very scared and I remember it took a good 10 minutes for us to calm him down and, and yeah, it was, you're right. It was just talking to him and describing what was around and letting him feel my, my jacket and things like that really helped. So yeah, I mean, but again, it's, it's all, sometimes you just do have to learn on the spot 
Um, obviously mm-hmm. with 50 years of experience, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've experienced most of it now, but, um, yeah, for, for those Santas or, or anyone that's looking to become a Santa, it, it is something that you do learn and no one will ever, um, you know, get annoyed at you for trying and learning and asking questions to the parents and things like that. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's the right way to do it. Just be really. gentle. Just be gentle. Talk to the child. Don't talk down to the child. Um, but just talk gently and smoothly and encourage the child to come and grab a present from you or come and feel the cuffs of my shirt or high five. High five is a great thing. Yeah. You can usually get um, shy children in with a high five. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones we mentioned, and I think it's a really, I don't know how prevalent it is, but definitely a one that we have to really, um, use all of our tricks for is children with autism. Um, can you explain a little bit about autism and then some ways that a Santa can really um, give a, the best experience to a kid who may not be, uh, who may be so hyper-stimulated in that environment? Sure, sure. Um, you've got to think in your mind that these parents have brought a child in to have a Santa experience. And the Santa's experience will be as much as the child wants to take in. And what we've got to do is watch that child and give him that experience uh, as much as we know. Now, obviously, we're not all experts in autism and things mm. like that. But what it, uh, to me, what autism is, that the body and the mind aren't wired together the same as yours and you and me. And things like bright lights, things like loud noises, or even... Uh, just a lot of people around, well, sometimes it's even colours and flashing lights and things like that, can not look the same to that child or just what it looks to you and me. Um, there are a few videos, if you go to YouTube and look up autism and things like that, there's some great videos there that try to explain what it is. Um, now, in, this, in these cases, you've got to be guided by the parents. The parents are going to help you give the child the experience that they believe that child can understand. So just go off the triggers of the parents um, and uh, listen to them and watch them and look at the child and just talk gently to the t- child. Even if you think that the child's not looking at you or not even listening to you, still talk to the child and ask them if they've got a Christmas tree and um, what would they like to have put under that Christmas tree for their Christmas. And even if they don't talk back to you, or indicate what they want or anything, in that child's mind, maybe they're thinking, I did hear that, but I just don't know how to express it and talk back to it. But mm. even if they're not looking at you or, or making grunting noises or flapping their arms or anything like that, that's all part of the, 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 the autism. Um, you just continue on and give that child the biggest experience that you could possibly uh, give. And you'll learn more and more from parents in that as, as you have more and more opportunities to, uh, to practice. Yeah, parents and carers are really um, important as in autistic children because the spectrum is so wide ranging and, and um, you know, one autistic child might have a completely different, um, you know, uh, they might act out or have behaviours that are completely different to another. So yeah, listening right. to the parents and carers is, is really important important you know that spectrum is so wide um 
and they're probably the best people to go to and and, and yeah exactly sure. just be just be just take the triggers from them and keep in mind not every child is autistic i mean the the number of children that you see um depending on where you are um you just got to keep your eye open. And if you're looking at the queue of the children coming down to you and just watching the behaviour in the queue and, and the actions of parents and siblings and things like that, you can, you can see and the people you're working with, the, the elves or the helpers that you're working with, um, should be looking at that sort of thing too and maybe give you, give you the heads up just before um, uh, that child comes in or the, the parents come in. Um, just give you the heads up and, and make sure that you've seen in the queue as well um, what what you're going to have to um, to, to help um, give the experience to coming up. You mentioned uh, sensitive Santas and special times for um, for families to be able to come. Um, break that down a little bit for people who might not have either had to do one or. Um, okay. don't know much about it because tying in from, from what you're saying about reading the line, that's in an everyday nine to five scenario. But when you've that's got right. a sensitive Santa or a special Santa okay. session and it's all different families coming through. Um, all right. and now some, you've got to think families that do have children with special needs don't always, don't always like to sit uh, you know, make their children outside the normal children. So they'll just come through the normal line and you just keep watching and things like that. But most shopping centres now have special sessions that they call sensitive Santa or special Santa or something like that, which will be early in the morning before normal opening hours or be in the evening just after closing hours where they set up the shopping centre with dimmer lights. They keep the cleaners away from the, from the set, hopefully. Um, we always dim the lights on set and turn off the music and, and that sort of thing. And these children uh, have appointments. So they come in, say, in 15-minute blocks. So you don't have to rush that child through to get to the next child or anything like that. Mm. You can give them the full 15 minutes if they want it. And it's just a one-on-one -on -one Santa with that family. So it's the family and Santa, and you're just concentrating on that family as well as the elves and that around you are doing the same sort of thing. And uh, as a team, um, you can give that uh, experience that we're all striving to, to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all the different things that the shopping centres can do and hopefully do, um, you know, implement um, is really important. So, yeah, you... you and you've got to, again, sometimes um, the shopping centres or um, the people that you're working with might have not done a sensitive centre before. And again, it's all about that communication. Um, so we've, we've talked a lot about children. Um, we mentioned at the start, it's not always the children um, and that adults can have those, you know, various levels of um, sure. special needs as well. So either onset or they can come up to you um, during the day, you know, as you're trying to work with yeah. uh, other people and things like that. So how, yeah. how do you work all with right. adults? There are special adults too. Um, mm. Now these might be people that, that um, have obviously got some um, special needs mentally and, even physically sometimes, and they 
honestly believe in Santa and what he's got to do and 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 what have you. And a lot of these, uh, it's been common where these people will come back to the set time after time, day after day, just mm. to say hello to Santa. And Santa mm. goes back and he says hello to them and he says, look, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you at the moment. I've got all these children to talk to. Um, but, you know, come back later or I'll talk to you tomorrow if they know that they come back. And these people are adults and, and they live in special needs places and, and all that sort of stuff. But they believe in Santa and the character that you're portraying um, is very real in their eyes. And you've got to give them the same experience as the other children on the set mm. um, without, um, without impacting their actions on the children. Now, some mm. of these adults can be bigger and boisterous and pushy um, and calling out, hey, Santa, come and talk to me, you know, that sort of thing. But you've got a line of, you know, 30 people in there. You can't really do it. But you've got to be kind and gentle and firm with them. But mm. when you do get the opportunity to talk to them, talk to them as real people, talk to them as, because as, um, they're seeing you as the real person and mm. whatever you say, they're hanging every word on. So um, you can't be rude to them, but you can be firm with them. Um, and, and then you've got the other people that come through with siblings and that, and it might be, um, let me think, a Down syndrome child or something mm. like that. Now, um, their mental age is a lot lower than what they look like. They're always older than, than, than what they're mentally um, mm. uh, are capable of doing. And they see Santa and he's the real being to them as well. But mm -hmm. they might look like they're 25 or... Or, or 20 sort of thing, but they still believe in Santa and they see you as the real thing, which we are the real thing, aren't we? Yeah, um, yeah that's right. And you've just got to be aware to include them in your conversations. It's, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's, it can be a difficult, uh, just, you know, being, being pretty, pretty real at the moment. It, it can be really difficult at, the 22nd of December on a 35 degree day after you've been doing an eight hour shift to really <laughs> keep this at the front of your mind. Not that you're giving these people, particularly the, the, the adults who are calling out or, or want this different, um, you know, a, a nugget of honesty where yeah, it can be really difficult to try and oh, can be. move forward with that, when you've got that happening or, or you've got a, a person yelling out to the side who wants that attention, yeah. but then getting frustrated that you're not, you might be holding a, a two month old but, child for that photo. And <laughs> it can be very difficult. Look, you've also, you've also got to be, you also got to include the rest of your team. There's all these mm -hmm. elves and that, that should be looking at what you're doing and looking at what this person's doing. And that, and an elf can go over and talk to this person. And an elf is just about as real as Santa. Yeah. Uh, but um, they can help you and they can help that person still have an experience, but it may not be one-on-one -on -one with Santa. It might be one-on-one -on -one with an elf. And they'll come back the next day and the next day and the next day and, and have one-on-one -on -one with Santa at some stage. Yeah, give them that sweet moment, that, uh, that special experience where, when it's yeah, not, sure. as, not and as that's, And that's where the team comes in to help um, with this experience, make it a team effort, not just Santa. What are some other special needs that you've encountered that maybe not very common because obviously there's we've really got such a broad 
conversation topic overall, but are there some yeah. really specific ones that need an extra? Um, All right. Um, extra I had a I, notes to to manage. Yeah. Look, I had a I had a young man wheeled into me, and he was wheeled on a bed because he couldn't sit up. He had a spinal problem that he couldn't sit up or anything like that. He couldn't talk. Um, he was he had a tracheotomy. Um, so he couldn't breathe properly, but he had pumps and machines and beeping and, and all that sort of stuff. But they wheeled him in to see Santa. And as Santa, because he can't talk back to you or anything like that, it's a one-way conversation and there's a few um, grunts and smiles and, and, mm. and you can tell by eyes how much someone smiles and enjoys the whole thing. But go and hold their hand, even though the hand might be all writhed up and... and um, flapping around a little bit and things like that, go over and hold their hand. Don't be afraid to touch them. Don't be afraid to, to smooth their brow out and things like that so that they've got, had an experience that where they've been as close to Santa as they can possibly be. And by doing that, you might be the only Santa that's ever done that, um, gone up and held their hand and talked to them gently. Um, and that just gives not only the child, but it gives the parents that experience where I've got this child with problems, but Santa's not shying away from them. Go up and be part of that child's life. Mm. That's something that's come up a lot in our Dave and I conversations about it's not just about that moment and it's not just about the photo, but it's about when the families look at that photo and the memories that you've given them in that moment that will last Till next year, five years, exactly. when the child is, you know, when 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 life is much further down the track. Yeah, and you'll find maybe next year that child will come back, and the parents will make sure that you're on. Quite often they'll yes. ring the centre and say, um, "Is Santa Bruce on, or is, you know, is the Santa with the real beard on, or whatever?" <laughs> or they'll come to the set earlier in the week. They might come to the set and talk to the set managers and sort of say, you know, I'm after, you know, Bruce or David or, you know, whoever. Mm. And they will come especially to see you because they think my child had a great experience last time and we don't want to risk anyone else because our child enjoyed it so much. And that's a real yeah. buzz in, in, in you. In you. It creates a real buzz. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on there. I think, and as a Santa, when you do get those people coming back, um, it's a special moment for us too, you know, when you get someone coming back the year after who they may have asked for you or they may not have, but just the, those memories that you've created and yeah. um, seeing those those people grow or, you know, being able to even talk about the, the previous yeah. years was so special. Well, it adds to that well, magic. Or the parents are walking out and they say to the set supervisor, you know, what a fantastic time or or um, what a great set and, you know, we've had a ball or you just get a real buzz and the whole team gets a buzz out of it. Yeah, Cause, absolutely. Because Santa's got to remember they're working as part of the team. Yeah. yeah. Santa's a very special character, but he's not the only character there. And it's the whole team experience that we're trying to create, not, not just a Santa experience. Another, another question we have for you, Bruce, is kind of flows on from a few of the other things you've mentioned, but in our costume as a Santa, what are some things to be aware of? Because some of the special needs may be sensitive to certain things we might do on a day-to-day -day basis or not realise that we should or shouldn't do 
for some of those uh, those children or, or adults with. Obviously, we can't cater for the, everybody, but just to be a bit more uh, aware. Okay. Um, a lot, uh, some children and, and more and more children, I think, as years go on, um, have an allergy to nuts, for instance. Mm. So you've got to make sure that as part of your hygiene before you go onto the set of Santa, maybe you clean your teeth. Make, make sure that you haven't eaten nuts um, for breakfast and, and or, you know, you haven't eaten nuts and that before you go on set um, because some people can just uh, have an anaphylactic reaction just on the smell of nuts. So it might be on your breath. It might be on your hands and that sort of thing. Nice make sure that, for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, make sure that you wear uh, an antiperspirant, but don't wear a high-smelling one. Don't uh, put half a can of Lynx, um, <laughs> Lynx on and then put your Santa suit on. Um, some children uh, have an allergy to perfumes and, and that sort of thing. So um, make sure that you only use a little bit. Make sure you use antiperspirant and a fairly neutral smelling thing. Um, the other thing, on your fur, on the fur that goes around your wrist and down the, the front of your coat, put a very light powdering of Johnson's baby powder, for mm. instance, because mm. a lot of babies, a lot of small kids, um, relate to that smell as a as a homely mum cuddling type smell, calming, relaxing, yeah, calming, relaxing, and that sort it of thing. It comes and relaxes so, me it? when I smell it. It's it's worked. <laughs> it's too. Mm. I'm not going to cover you. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, but keep our distance one and a half meters, Bruce. That's it. <laughs> um, but you think of some of the perfumes that, like your grandmother used to wear, and you'll be walking down the street and you'll smell it, and that will relate um, to mm. that grandma. So if I Santa's as a group have that same sort of smell, they can relate that to being Santa as well. So that's, that's a really great point about baby powder and um, deodorant. Is there anything else to add to about the costume, about um, presentation and about... Um, All right. You've you know. got to remember, you've got to remember that some of these children, um, especially... Um, let's say people on the spectrum or the autistic children and things like that, they are very clever, very, very clever. Mm. So you've got to make sure that your um, outfit is spot on. They will pick up whether you've uh, got your hat on crooked or, or <laughs> you haven't got your glasses on or anything like that. They will pick that up uh, a lot quicker than uh, other children that come through. Um, so make sure that you are spot on. Just because you know that they're blind or know that they're deaf or something like that, um, they are children and they will have observation and smell and touch and, and all that sort of stuff. So you've got to be spot on for all those children and they recognise Santa as Santa. Mm. Well, actually, one other question which I meant to ask earlier uh, is that often you'll see kids in line who are pretty hyperactive and pretty bouncing around because it's a shopping centre and whatnot. But then children who suffer from ADHD or, or some hyperactive disorders that may not be able to stand still or may not be able to focus on you, have you got some tips on ways to be able to give them a special experience when the last thing they want to do is sit down, sit still for 20 seconds sure. to take the photo? Sure, and Santa doesn't tell them, come over and sit down and be quiet and sit still, would you? And 
things like that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all triggers that you'll get from the parents. The parents will be telling them what they, the parents think they should be doing. And all you're doing is talking to that child, once again, in a gentle voice and a calming voice. And you might be just saying to the child, give me a high five or something like mm -hmm. that. And when you give that high five, the photographers and the other crew should be in to it and grab a photo of that high five, for instance. Not all photos have to be sitting there smiling, looking at the camera um, and things like that. So Great you point. can, as, as a Santa, and it doesn't matter whether this is with special needs children or with ordinary children, have that relationship with your photographer that first thing they do is grab a photo of a child or the child or the children with Santa. It doesn't matter that they're not all smiling. It doesn't matter that they're looking at the camera. Just grab a photo first because you don't know whether that child's going to break and break into tears and screams mm. and, mm. and and um, be totally um, irrespo irresponsive to, to commands um, to get a photo. And, the, and getting the photo is what the parents, one of the things that the parents have have come in to do and of course that's part of the actual Santa business is having a photo and, and selling that photo which is it sounds harsh but that's what it's about yeah yeah fantastic um yeah that's really good points um because we we, we you do experience that quite often so just your knowledge of um, how to deal with that is, is fantastic. And I, I think Santa Jason and I are both learning a lot here. Yeah. Um, even though we've been doing it for a few years now ourselves, there's so much more to learn. Um, so thank you. Um, I, I guess just before we start to wrap things up, um, a good one might be some of that inclusive language that we need to use with children or adults with special needs. Like uh, I guess the, the language that's appropriate and the language that maybe is not appropriate. What do you think about that? Okay, well, you should never refer to the child and the child's disability. Mm -hmm. um, just accept the disability and work with it. Um, a, a, a deaf child doesn't like people saying, I'm deaf. Um, a person with uh, one leg doesn't like being, hey, look at this guy with one leg. Um, just accept the people for what they are. They're all children, or they're all bigger children, maybe, <laughs> but older children, I mean, um, <laughs> that uh, have, have come to have an experience and we can give that experience uh, without highlighting uh, differences between children. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really a really great point to touch on. Um, and, and one to end us off as well, I, I, thank you so much, Santa Bruce, for for being here today. That your, your knowledge and your experience you know, is, is outstanding and we really appreciate you coming on board and having a chat and educating us and hopefully the wider audience as well. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on board and, uh, I'm sure we'll love to have you come on board again because there's just so much we can learn from you. So thank you. Oh, look, it's a pleasure. And I, I'm just waiting. I can't wait to, to the start of this next season. I'm just, uh, Chafing at the bit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna look, it might look a little bit different, but um, it, it's, yeah, sure. I think we're all so excited. But we can all work with that. That's it. Uh, absolutely. Now, Bruce, is there anything before we go that you want to finish on? Is there a story that you love telling? Is there something you want to share with the listeners before we, uh, we wind up? Something as a... If, okay. Just, just talking to other Santas. Um, get into your head that you're not the only Santa. 
mm. get into your head that we all have to work together and we're working together for the same goal and that is to give that magical experience. If you can help the team to achieve um, creating that experience, then jump in and help them. Um, don't feel that you're any special, more special than anyone else, but give your best to your character. There you go. Work as a team. Yeah, fantastic. Really, really nice message to, to bring us home on. So, yeah, thank you, Bruce. Pleasure. All right. Well, thank you um, to you all and uh, thank you to those listeners out there. Uh, Sandra Day, so I'm going to hand it over to you to do our plug for our social media. <laughs> yep, that'll come up after, after this. But uh, as we usually finish, we do a big ho-ho-ho to finish. So, Bruce, hopefully you warmed up enough, your, your vocal cords after the last 40-odd minutes. And uh, right. out of three, we'll do a ho, 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 and see you next week. One, two, three. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, thanks, folks. Oh, see you next fantastic. week. See you, Bruce. Good on you, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me on. If you'd like to get in touch, we are Santa Banter Podcast at gmail.com or search Santa Banter Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you.